The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. Today is Friday, January 17th, and I'm back to back days joined with my lovely friend, Andrew Hansen, uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Andrew, how are we doing tonight? <laughs> doing well, thanks. Yeah, I'm excited about the slate we've got in uh, in motion here, the Thursday slate that we, we talked about. Um, Got some lineups I'm excited about. There's one that I paired Kemba and Marcus Smart together, like we talked about. Of course, I got Brandon Ingram in there. He was my one of my lock and load plays. Um, so excited about the rest of the night here. See how it finishes up. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I got to give you credit, man. Uh, fantastic call, uh, Dante DiVincenzo. Um, you hit the nail on the head, dude. He's he's having a great game right now. Uh, I was only 4100 last we checked in. 26 and a half DK points. Uh, that's probably some of the best value on the slate, man. So I uh, got to give credit where it's due. It is due to you, my friend. Um, let's hope we can find some other little nuggets like that tonight because those are the guys that take down tournaments at like 1% ownership. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you, you deserve some credit as well because once we started chatting about him, you were fully fully behind that play. And it was just one of those things when he's, you see the price go down, and that's, the, that's what we do. We, we follow these prices really closely. We, we follow the trends. And then when we see an outlier and something just seems a little bit out of whack, um, that's when we try to invest in it. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we have, <coughs> excuse me, we have our own little bet going on still, uh, which, you know, two of our main guys have yet to play. They'll, they'll, they'll tip off in about probably 20 minutes or so. Uh, and but our first half's played. So we'll touch on that real quick. Then we'll get into our sponsor read. We'll break down the slate for you. But uh, I believe it was Donovan Vich. Donovan oh, no. Mitchell. Oh, no. Oh, Don- my gosh. I, I hadn't even looked at this yet. <laughs> this is not good. It was Donovan Mitchell and uh, Nikola Jokic. That was me. Versus your Lonzo Ball and Nikola Vucevic. Uh, and Donovan Mitchell, right now, I'm going to coach parade you right now. I hate to do this to you, Andrew, but this is what coach would do to me. Uh, he slapped a nice 41 actual points in there to go along with five rebounds, an assist, two steals, three turnovers. So I, I, I don't know if I need to really click over to see what Lonzo Ball did, but I don't know if it's if it's anywhere near that. Well, you're ahead. and we, Geez, we might as well just call this Donovan Mitchell night. What is this, a career high for him, 41 with – there's still um, a little bit of time to play here in the fourth quarter. So that's excellent, man. Good call. He really stepped up, um, took some points away from my guys. Bogdanovich and Ingles are the guys who I played a lot more of. Um, they both have solid games, but, you know, M- Mitchell was – he's been on fire, 14 of 24. Lonzo Ball has been solid. He has 12 assists. Um, he's got over 30 fantasy points. So basically I'm just going to need Vucevic to, to pick it up here at the end of the night. Yeah, you, that can happen with a big game from Big Vuk. We've seen plenty of those, and um, <clears throat> I mean, at the end of at the end of this day, I mean, Mitchell, I liked him a lot. He was doing well. He was he had it was forty five point average. I think in the two games that he's already faced them, the no Drew Holiday, a lot of things kind of led into it. The price tag seventy four hundred's low, but he was doing just complete hot garbage. I think in the first quarter, just couldn't couldn't make a shot. I think he finished the first quarter with like six DK points. So. I was nervous at one point, Andrew, because I, I, I looked over and I saw Lonzo was kind of doing well. 
<laughs> so I, I was getting I was getting pretty nervous at one point. I honestly I didn't know he had forty one points until I just uh I just loaded it open <laughs> two seconds ago. So that was that was all uh none of that was scripted. Uh that was all just improv right there. I had no idea that I was walking with that but uh before we jump into this we have like I said we have seven games to get into. I, I just had to torment Andrew a little bit because I saw that. <laughs> oh uh, that's fair. That is fair. <laughs> well we have to give a quick shout out to our fine sponsors, uh mybookie.ag. Uh, we love getting behind these guys. They get behind us as well. It's just a fantastic, uh, you know, sports website in general. I mean, if you're doing, if you like to do parlay bets, if you like to just go on there and you want to bet a little bit on a big game, a Super Bowl, uh, a couple of these NFC and AFC championship games that are going to be coming up, uh, they're the place to do it. They have the fastest payouts, an immediate 24-7 helpline, uh, and a wonderful promo code that you can use uh, to get a 50% up to a $2,000 deposit bonus match. So, uh, use promo code DFS today, and they'll match up to 50% of your deposit. So you deposit 2000 you will get $1,000 of free money to play with. So please check them out. We appreciate it, um, and you'll be happy. You'll enjoy it. Um, and, you know, you don't need to be a guy that bets a lot. I don't bet games often. You'll hear me say that. People always ask me. My friends know I do DFS, and they'll ask me, uh, what do you think is going to win this game? Uh, and I don't like to tell them because I don't like to do big wagers, but I do my I do my small wagers on there, Andrew. I like to do a little $5, $10, little things here and there, and that's, that gets me by. It gets me a little bit more energetic for those late-game hammers when I'm early out of my uh, my DFS lineups. Just a little just a little taste. A little taste. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll dip my go. toes in a little deeper, uh, and I'll, li- I'll go listen to you know uh, Brandon uh, over there and the other – our other hoop ball betting guys, um, they'd be crushing it with their new pod. And quick shout out to them if you're listening to this. And odds are you like betting, please go follow them, go listen to them. They're absolutely fantastic. Um, and we also have to give another shout out to uh, Hawaiian Isles Coda Coffee. Um, I'll be making that at about 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. That's the time I have to be up. And it's it's the one thing I do. First thing I do, Andrew, I pop out of bed. Um, I don't even put pants on. I just go right over to the coffee maker and I just get that thing going. Uh, I have it's in sync. It's a routine I have. I you know I brush my teeth real quick and then I drink the coffee and I'll eat, sometimes it's it's a terrible combination because then I end up having like brush them again. Um, it's just I hate I hate that morning that morning breath taste that feeling. I can't deal with that. It's a pet peeve of mine. I mean it's it's basically an emergency when you wake up. You got to go get the coffee started. You can't worry about putting pants on. You just got to get in there and get started. I mean, what's more important? Like, house is on fire. You got to take one thing. You get your gold clipped wine aisle bag of coffee, and you leave the pants in the room, and you sit there on your sidewalk, pantsless, waiting for the fire department. <laughs> Perfect. Let's paint the scene for you guys. <laughs> All right, so we'll jump right into this. We're get, we can see this. This is going to end up being a little bit longer one. We're going off the tracks here. So, Washington, uh, Washington Wizards traveling to Toronto. Uh, you know, four years ago, this would have been a very competitive, over like overtime like atmosphere game. John Wall, Beal going against uh, DeRozan and Lowry. Right now, it looks like uh, it's going to be just probably a little bit one sided. But there is some fantasy love to have in here. So, Andrew, I'm a gentleman. I'll let you start this off. Okay, well, what I'm hoping is that Bradley Beal makes this a highly competitive game all by himself. Um, you know, we talked about following trends on price tags. He's down to 7.6, so that's just too cheap for me. He was excellent. These guys actually played an exciting game earlier in the season, 122 to 118. So it's got that high-scoring potential. Uh, I'm, I'm very interested in Beal at 7.6. You know, I know he's, you know, we can't expect that he's going to play 40 minutes, but um, at that price tag, he's worth a look. 
Berton, same thing. Um, you know, working his way back into the lineup. Um, he didn't do too well in this matchup, but he did take 12 three-pointers. Um, and, you know, if we can get Bertans to take 12 three-pointers, then we, we like our chances. That's what happened the last time against Chicago. He actually, you know, talk about falling the box scores. He'd done almost nothing in halftime. But then he got hot in the second half and, and got us, you know, basically cash value. So those are the two guys I'm looking at over on the Wizards side. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm pretty much in the, in the same boat as you. I don't want to pay that elevated price tag that we're seeing for guys like Ishmith and Troy Brown uh, now that Beal's back. Um, I'm expecting this minutes limit to kind of be a thing. This was one of my fears. I mentioned it, especially for season-long leagues when it comes to guys like Bradley Beal and Kyrie Irving. I'm on the train of selling those guys as soon as you can get a few games uh, strung together for them. Um, I, just, I, I just don't see them risking it. I know that this is something that's probably not going away. Uh, unless he gets a significant time off. So I think that way they're going to manage it. They're going to play him like this 27. Maybe we might see in competitive games get closer to 32, 33. Uh, but that's what's going to impact the price. But we can jump on it. 76, I don't I don't mind it. I'm not going to, you know, normally if I if he was 7,600, he was playing 35 minutes, he would be a lock and load, plug and play, uh, core foundational piece. But because of the minutes worry, I'm going to limit him to my tournament play. Um, and I'll probably just have some modest shares of him. Uh, I don't, I'm probably not going to go to Bertans too much either. I, I really don't like too much on this Washington side in general, especially with Toronto getting Gasol back, getting Siakam back, uh, starting to get a little bit healthier. They're expected, I think, to get Van Vliet back. Not to, uh, maybe not tomorrow, but I believe this weekend. Yeah, last I read, he's questionable. So that could change things for the Toronto backcourt. Lowry's been playing well, but he's he's priced up at 8.8. And... That's a pretty steep price tag for Van Fleet, too, coming coming back in the lineup if he does return. I'm more interested on the Toronto side in Siakam at 7.9. And even Gasol at 4.8. He was, he did pretty well his first game back. And I think he can give us 30 fantasy points again. So I'll be looking more at the front court on the Toronto side. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Siakam shouldn't be that cheap. And uh, just looking at a price comparison to a guy like Beal on the other side, uh, Siakam would be a clear-cut better play for me just from a cash game perspective. Maybe not as much in a tournament play. Uh, I think uh, Siakam will probably draw some pretty fair ownership on this slate going against Washington at uh, you know, a reduced salary. But uh, I'm going to be all over him. I like him. I think I'll have a little bit of interest in a guy like uh, Norman Powell at 55 in this matchup. Um, I, you know, 26 to 28 minutes, I'd like to see a little bit more, but I don't mind paying 5500 for a guy that's been pretty consistent all season long in a plus matchup. Um, Marcus Saul, you know, I'm surprised he played the, that amount of minutes in his first game back. I, I love the price tag at 4,800. I don't love the matchup as far as, um, how effective or how much they'll need to use him. Uh, we know Washington's kind of missing a lot of their front court. They got Bryant back, but they're playing him in limited minutes off the bench. Um, and then they're mostly kind of going with a little bit of a stretch five here and there. So I wouldn't be shocked if this is more of like an Ibaka game. Ibaka starts to see a few more minutes. He's still going to continue to start, I think. So, um. You know, grain of salt, I guess. You know, Marcus Saul maybe in tournaments, probably not as much in cash for me. Still a dirty right price tag, even at twenty four yeah. minutes, you can still pay that off. Yep. All right, man. We'll keep going. Uh move on to the next game. A little bit of value, I think, in this game due to recent trades. We'll start with Minnesota and Timberwolves traveling to Indiana to take on the Pacers. Minnesota just uh having a trade with the Atlanta Hawks. They shipped off uh a little bit of Jeff Teague. And Travion Graham for Alan Crabb. Um, I don't know why. 
<laughs> I don't know why, man. I can I can't. Me and my buddy were talking about this. Uh, Santino Cocone, he's another guy. He writes over here for Hoopball as well. Uh, just started dipping his toes in the podcast world. For the life of us, we couldn't figure out why they would make this trade. Uh, only thing I could come to grips with is maybe they just want to hand the reins to let Culver play a little bit more time at point. Only way you could do that is by just getting rid of them or, you know, writing on the walls. We kind of see the story come out afterwards. They're they're showing their cards. They're making a run at the Angela Russell and they want them. Uh, so there's a few things that we could look at. We'll get to that. And, uh, I'll, you know, I'm feeling extra generous today. I think I'm going to be a gentleman and let you start this game off. Okay. Well, I mean, since you've teed it up, I'll just continue on with, with Napier here. And uh, he, he's going to be one of my core plays at 5K. I think he's going to just feel terrific with Teague out of the picture. Um, you know, sure, there, if there are whispers of D'Angelo Russell, then, you know, maybe that'll be in the back of his mind. But there's a decent chance nothing will happen there until the offseason. So, I mean, either way, he's got to feel like right now, hey, this is my opportunity. Um, you know, maybe I'll start playing over 30 minutes here regularly. And, you know, I, I love that type of narrative. So Shabazz is is one of my core players um probably not anything else for minnesota for me i you know t- if towns comes back he's at 10.5 i would rather pay 10.2 for trey young later in the slate so i don't think i'll go with towns some of the other prices like covington or jang i think are fine um but more like a cash cash game price nothing tr- nothing really attractive to me for a tournament I'm with you on Napier. <laughs> he, I think uh, he has to play th- at least 30. I mean, he was playing 27 to 28 minutes in the past two games with Teague there. So one would assume he plays a little bit over that 30 mark minimum. Uh, you'll see Culver obviously handle the ball a little bit more. And uh, somebody, uh, maybe they maybe they use Crab once they get him. I doubt they have him ready for this game. So there's going to be another guard off this bench, probably a Kogi. Um, and I'd expect a Koji to see a few more minutes as well. Um, I do have a little bit of interest in Dang. Um, I was kind of all over him the last slate that he was on, and it was the same exact matchup. So for the same reasoning I was on him last time, has to be on him in this one. Um, he put thirty five. He put up 35.75 DK points at a very similar price tag. He was actually $100 cheaper tonight than he was then, uh, $5,700. I believe it was on the Monday slate. <clears throat> and it's just because they're going to need to size. If, if Towns is out again, um, you know that they're going to run that double big lineup with, with Miles Turner and Demonis Sabonis. And he kind of bucked that trend exactly kind of how I thought he would. He played three straight games of, at the high of 19 minutes. All of a sudden, they roll into Indiana where they need to play some size, and he got 29. So I would expect somewhere around that 26 to 28-minute range again. Um, and at 5,700 or 5,600, I don't mind paying that price tag. We have some other options that we'll get to, but he's definitely going to be in my player pool, I think. All right, I'll add him to my pool. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) You know, keep him in there just for a little while. You can eliminate him later. I just think it's a little too early to just cross him off. All right, I'll keep him around. Uh, What about on that Indiana side? Anything that's, uh, you know, popping out for you? Yeah, just Sabonis. I mean, he's a little pricey at 8.6, but he was dominant in this matchup earlier in the week. You know, he was – I think he had over over 20 actual points in the first half, and then he just cruised – but he still finished with 29, 13, and 6. So, again, he's pricey, but he'll be in the player pool. Brogdon was solid. Uh, 7.0 is a little bit more than I'd like to spend for him. Um, you know, Shabazz Napier is, is more attractive to me in this game, 2,000 cheaper. But I may have a share or two of Brogdon. Yeah, that's it. Those are the only two guys I have any interest in. Um, basically, the only two guys I really look at all season long outside of like a TJ Warren night or 
the occasional once in a while Jeremy Lamb night, but um, I'm not I'm not much you know of a Jeremy Lamb player. He's one of those guys like a Bogdanovich. Those guys I just struggle with. Those scoring dependent, reliant guys who uh, they'll occasionally just grab a double double and put up thirty points. Yeah, and you know they've got those guys are dealing with Covington on the other side. Neither one of them did much earlier in the week, so I don't have any reason to expect that they'll you know break out um, on the Friday. Friday matchup. All right. Well, that's all I have for that. It's uh, pretty simple, I think. Just the two studs if you want to pay up on them. That's it. That's right. All right. We'll keep moving. Chicago Bulls traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Sixers. Uh, Chicago, more injuries to deal with, of course. So uh, just their regular normal obnoxiousness with 90% of their (laughs) team being probable like every other night. I can't stand that they do this. It's just it's so aggravating. The poor people that got to actually like work in their front office, type this stuff up and the injury report and do that every day for them. It probably just gets copy and paste. Actually, their life's simple. It's just copy and paste. <laughs> uh, Daniel Gaffer is going to be missing the next two to four weeks with dislocated right thumb. Uh, we're still going to be seeing Wendell Carter Jr. sidelined as well. So we're going to have some, some options, I think, in the front court. Uh, everybody else probable that's questionable um i believe outside of chandler hutchinson but none of those hutchinson archie diacono those guys don't really uh put you know move the needle for me anyway as far as impacting the lineup at all philadelphia side we're still looking at Embiid missing some time so um that's it for them so andrew uh which team is kind of popping off a little bit more for you if if any and um pretty much pretty much neither one Uh, I'm going to be a pass on the Bulls. I think because they give us so many status updates on everybody being probable, I think all they deserve really for commentary is that, is that you, you know, you give them, you want to, you want to give us a list of eight guys who are probable. Fine. We'll read the list and then we're not going to play any of your players. (laughs) (laughs) Punish them. Get the punishment. That's right. The only thing we'll mention is Levine because he's a star, uh, but he's 8.7 going against the Sixers. So I don't, I don't plan on playing him. Um, over on the Philly side, you know, this game is most likely going to be a complete pass for me. I was anxious to see what Tobias Harris was going to be priced at, but he's way up to 8.3. And, you know, if I had to play a sixer, you know, maybe, maybe Simmons at 9.3, but not planning on it. Uh, Thibel 4.0, if he starts again, you know, and I need a value play, then maybe I'd go that, go that route. Yeah, it's not a very appealing game. I'm not going to pay the 8700 for Levine. I only pay him. You you hit the nail on the head a few uh, few shoes shows ago. A few shoes ago, uh, when you said that you, you know 8K is kind of your mark. When he's under 8K, you're all over it. And I kind of feel the same way about that. Um, I do think that there is some some value that we could look at in the front court. Uh, Luke Cornett came out and played 35 minutes in the last one, put up a pretty nice game, but he's also seeing a pretty nice price increase because of it. 4900 now. Um, I'm going to keep him in my player pool. Part of me thinks, be careful, this seems like it's just a sucker chase. Uh, so I'm not going to go overboard on him. Uh, I'm actually a little bit more interested in the guy like marketing at 5,900. Uh, he's you know th- he's going to see a little bit of this increased usage, a little bit increased rebound opportunity. Um, if they wanted to, they hate playing him at center. If they wanted to, though, they can get away with it in a matchup against Horford a little better than they would uh, and against any other team. Um so I do have some interest. He's probably the only guy. I'm not going to force it. Philly's got a very good defense, even with Embiid off the floor. Uh, Horford, you know, sliding over to power forward or sliding over to center is not like a knock whatsoever or a downgrade uh, whatsoever when you talk about defensive center. 
Uh, and then on the Phillies side, you're with, I'm with you. These guys are all priced up now. I'm not going to touch Tobias Harris at his price tag. 8300 is a little too much. Ben Simmons, 9300 is probably a little too much compared uh, to some of the other guys on the slate where I know I'm going to want to kind of invest some of my money. Um, and I think if I'm playing one, it would be Horford at 75. I just think he's been consistent, and he could 5X that in this matchup. Well said. All right, buddy. We're moving on. Cruising through this one. So fast. Miami Heat going to Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. Uh, Miami had a couple injuries that they were dealing with. Uh, I believe Tyler Hero missed the last one. Um, and he's dealing with some knee soreness. He's questionable for the game. I believe he's on. The, he took the road trip uh, with the team. He's traveling. Uh, so we're going to have to keep an eye on it. It might end up being one of those game time decisions or test it out before shoot around kind of things. Um, and then Justice Winslow is expected to still be out. And then on the OKC side, we have some injuries as well. Uh, Nerlens Noel is questionable. And, I mean, maybe I think there might have been an update on Steven Adams. Last I checked, he was questionable. Uh, but actually, i just seen a recent update where he's no longer on the injury report. So it looked like it was just a bruised right knee, and he should be good to go. So um, those are the only real injuries. Roberson is trying to come back from basketball. I felt bad for the poor guy. He's questionable. They're showing up on the injury report. And Abdel Nader is still out. So that's all we got, Andrew, as far as injuries. Where would you like to start this one? I'll start over on Miami. I, I don't have much interest in this game either. But Jimmy Butler is a good price at 7.8. Um, may get a couple shares of him and hope that he bounces back after a down game against San Antonio. Um, Hero, if he plays, I may have a little bit of interest in him. Uh, I'd rather be he be low 4K, but you know we're at the fourth game here, and I usually by this point I've I've named you know two or three guys that are in the 3K range that I'm I'm looking at for value plays, and I haven't named any yet, so I'm I'm just searching for value here. Anybody under 5K, so he would be in that possibility uh, bucket for under 5K. Myers Leonard is is the first guy I'm going to mention under 4K. He's 3.9. And I, I rarely play him, but I think he could spot up and, and knock down a few threes against OKC. So he's a possibility for me. But really, I, I don't I don't plan to play many of the Heat. Um, I'm with you. I think the only option I really look at is Butler. Um, I like the price tag. I'm not scared off by any you know the matchup whatsoever. I actually think it's a very good matchup for him, despite you know the DK opponent player rank right? that generally means nothing. Um, so I, I, I do like Butler a little bit. Um, that's it though. I'm not touching anything else. You touched on Myers Leonard. Um, I like the minutes. I like where the minutes have been. The one thing that worries me is the matchup knowing that they're going to be playing Danilo Gallinari and he stretches the floor. Uh, it does have the size that makes sense for Leonard, but, uh, they might be able to get one over on it. Look at his past few matchups. A lot of the teams that they've been facing, um, generally run out a pretty big power forward and center where they can get away with it. Like you look at the Spurs, they play Trey Lyles, Aldridge. You look at the Knicks, they're playing uh, combinations of Portis and Gibson alongside of Randall. Uh, Brooklyn, they just have two pretty big centers in that case being Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan. Um, and then the prior game where he got 30, uh, we're looking at Indiana when they play Miles Turner and Sabonis. So I think that might be a trend. Um, and I don't know if I'm willing to buy into it, but like you said, we don't have a lot of value. So maybe take a shot on it here and there. Okay. How about OKC? OKC is, uh, I was really looking forward to, you know, maybe getting some of the value we were talking about before we got on air. And then I also checked Muscala's price. So if Adams was out with Noel out, you know, Muscala would have been that guy, but he was almost 5K as well. There really is not a lot of value on this slate. 
Um, not in love with anything really over here. It's not a good matchup. It's, you know, Miami generally slows things down a little bit. Um, so I'm not really attracted to anything. Um, if you wanted to take a shot on anybody, I would say maybe like a guy like uh, like a Schroeder, uh, 5,900, getting the bench usage. Um, they might need him in this kind of game, going back and forth with a guy like Dragic. I could see that happening. But uh, he's coming off a big game, and I don't like to chase those points. Yeah, he's the only the only guy I have written down. And, you know, he is priced up a few hundred dollars because of that big game. But he's had a bunch of big games this season. So, uh, you know, I don't think there's any reason why he can't go back to back here. So uh, I would consider him. But I don't I don't play to play anybody else. Yeah, this has been a uh, <clears throat> pretty underwhelming slate outside just, of that uh, that one game that we had some interest in, the Indiana-Minnesota yeah, game. Dry, just dry as can be. See, you say dry. I like it, Andrew. I like it like that, man. I like just okay. eliminating games out of my player pool because that means I'm turning this seven-game slate into a four-game slate, um, and I'm going to let everybody else get all the ownership that they want in those other three and just hope that I'm on the right side of the coin. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, we'll keep going. Uh, it's another 8 o'clock game, last 8 o'clock game. Cleveland Cavs are going to Memphis, take on the Grizzlies. Uh, this one should have some some fantasy juice in it. So now we're finally starting to get into a nice warm place as far as... as, far <laughs> warm as and game. fuzzy. Yeah, now we're I, talking. I, I, it was cold and dark over there before, man. I couldn't deal with those <laughs> games. Uh, but we got some warm and fuzzy now. Uh, only real injury that's worth monitoring right now would be Jay Crowder. He's questionable for the Grizzlies. Caboclo has already been ruled out. Um, and then Cleveland's, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, will remain to be out. <clears throat> and then Ante's each is also out. So uh, not a lot of injuries to really worry about. But um, where's your interest? I know you got to have some in this game. Definitely, yeah. I'm liking the Grizzlies here going against the bottom-ranked Cavaliers defense. Uh, nice high total of 229. They played earlier. It was 114-107. Surprised that John Morant didn't do more in the first matchup, but – He's 8K. He's he's playing really well. Had that huge game against Houston on national television. So I like Jaw, and I'm actually going to pair him up a little bit with Jonas here. I don't I don't play Valanciunas that much, but he's under 7K. He had over fantasy over 40 fantasy points when these guys played earlier. So I, I'll take a look at him, and then I may have some Brooks as well. Uh, 5.8. Uh, we like basically everybody against Cleveland, but certainly certainly the guards. Um, so those are the three guys I'm looking at for the Grizzlies. Okay, yeah, I'm, w- I'm with you as far as the top of the board. Morant and Valanciunas are my two top options. Um, we're going to have a ton of interest in both those guys, uh, especially Valanciunas. Um, it's just kind of the same situation that we just talked about Myers Leonard. Anytime I see a big who might be limited due to matchup going against a team that plays two guys that are over 6'10", I feel a little bit more confident in their minutes. So. Uh, I'll be playing Val. Actually, is Tristan Thompson six nine? I believe is he, he's like a little undersized, kind of secretly. Isn't Correct. He? Yeah, secretly. Okay. All right. So I was wrong on that one, but I still have interest in Valanciunas either way. Uh, I'll he's take close a- enough. He <laughs> he plays he plays bigger than six ten. Yeah, offensive glass. He does. <laughs> I'll pass on Brooks. I think uh, good matchup. Everything else, I, I just don't like chasing points. He's not a guy that I'm I'm usually playing too much as it is. So I don't want to kind of drift away from that, play him, get burned, and be like, see, that's why I don't play him. So I'll pass on him. If he, if he puts up another game like that, I'll take it off the chin. Uh, that's all I'm really looking at. If, if Jay Crowder's out, I'm not going to play Kyle Anderson. Um, that's just not fun. It's not a very enjoyable time. <laughs> I, I've right. done it several times this season already, and I can't tell you one time that I've actually enjoyed myself. <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's a little shaky sort of like when he's moving you're like in slow motion you're worried the whole time what's he going to do and then eventually sometimes he does some things that are noteworthy but it's um it's not not a comfortable it's like, situation it's like the opening scene in bambi when the, when the deer is sliding on the ice <laughs> i don't of, remember that one but <laughs> i'll take your word for it all right what about on cleveland that's that's kind of a side that's going to definitely have some little interest uh, you know memphis plays at a little pretty fast pace their defense hasn't been that great all season long either so um where are you looking over here i'm looking at kevin love here 7.2 did well the first time against these guys so um you know i think the guards guards could make sense but I don't think I'll get there, so I'm looking at at Kevin Love, and then, you know, if I make multiple lineups, which I probably will, if I play a couple without Kevin Love, I uh, Nance Jr. in there for one or two. He's at 3.5. You know, if something goes wrong with Love, foul trouble, injury, then Nance will step up, and that's a good price tag for him. Yeah, I mean, Love's got to be the top option. If we know Love's playing 30-something minutes, then 7200 is a great price tag for him in this matchup. Um, I, and I think that's kind of the route that the Cavs are taking. If they're playing him, they're going to play him his normal allotment of minutes. Otherwise, he's going to rest completely. Uh, we kind of, we haven't seen that 27-minute. And you hit, the, you hit the nail on the head. We talked about it when we were on a show together. Uh, they basically said, hey, man, trade yourself. Get out of here. Make it worth it so we can get some decent offers for you. So I think he's doing his best job at that. He's going to continue to do that. He wants to get out of there, especially now that we, we've we seen the the 2020 year get its cherry popped with the first trade of the year. So um, I'm I'm cool with just you know looking at Kevin Love, and I don't mind taking a stab at one of those guard options between Sexton and Garland. Um, you know, I'm guessing that it's going to be Sexton or Morant on Sexton, and we know Morant's defense is pretty poor. So I, I don't mind, you know, tag, I don't like the price tag at 6K. Uh, but he's been producing as of late too. You know, he's putting up these thirty-point games here and there, and I feel comfortable with him around that five X price tag or five X mark in this matchup. Yeah, he's solid. Um, I, yeah, six K is a little bit too much for me, but I I think it makes sense. I understand why you'd want to play him, but I probably will go elsewhere in that price range. Maybe like a turbo slate kind of guy for those eight o'clock games if you're doing them. Yep. All right, man. Well, we're done with the eight o'clock game, so we're not doing them right now. We're, we're going on to the, we're going on to the eight thirty. Bigger and better things right now. Oh, much bigger, and much better. <laughs> Atlanta Hawks traveling to San Antonio. Uh, they're taking on the Spurs. So uh, Hawks newly acquired Jeff Teague will not be available to play. Uh, Alex Len has already been ruled out. I believe he's dealing with some back issues. Travion Graham won't be playing. Parsons. Um, I think I. I She's Chandler Parsons. Let's just end it there. I don't know what's going on with him. He's, whether he's playing, he's not. He's well, a, yeah. a healthy scratch. Well, did you hear what happened to him? Uh, no. I, oh, so there is something to hear about Chandler Parsons. No. Yeah, I think unfortunately he got into a car accident. He got a concussion, whiplash. He was. Oh, they said shit. he was driving home from practice. Um. So I assume he's out, and that that's why. Oh well. I feel like a jerk now. Best wishes to Chandler Parsons. I just assumed that it was a, you know, a, a regular just injury report thing because he's been healthy. They just refuse to like you know even give him a minute or two here and there. Oh yeah, and of course it makes sense for you to assume that because he's you know he's had all these phantom injuries and been in out in and out of the lineup so much over the last couple of years that you would think it was just more of the same. Yeah, well, rest up, man. Um, my apologies to you. I hope get get well soon. I know you're probably definitely listening to this podcast right now. 
So, uh, you know, get right, Jalen Parsons. Um, you know, I want to see at least a little bit left in the tank on a new team eventually. I yes. think he still could do something for 18 minutes a night, 16 minutes a night. You can do something. Yep. Um, all right, we'll start off with the Hawks if you want to kick us off. Oh, well, I'm just going to kick it off with Trey Young. I mean, come on. He's going to be the guy I'm, I'm paying up for here. He's coming off a big game. He was excellent against the Spurs when they met earlier. And, you know, it's funny if you look at that box score. Nobody else really did much. It was Trey Young on one side, DeMar DeRozan on the other, and the game wasn't too high scoring. It was 108 to 100, but they both paid off. So that that's kind of what I'm looking at here um, on this slate. And, you know, Mike, I'm definitely open to some value plays. I, I know you like to look at some of the San Antonio guards, but for me in, in this game, it's those two studs, and um, I wasn't planning on doing much else, but... I'm curious if you have any strong plays in mind. Uh, as far as strong value plays, there's a couple guys that we can keep into consideration. Uh, Damian Jones should consider uh, con- continue to get pretty decent minutes. He played 27 in the last one, put up 22 DK points at 4K. Um, we know that San Antonio, like I just said before, they kind of run a little bit of a bigger lineup with Trey Lyles alongside of uh, Aldridge most times, and then Aldridge alongside of Pirtle. So uh, <clears throat> I would expect his minutes to probably be around that 24 to 26 minute range again. So he's a decent value you could look at. I'm with you. I think Trey Young's a um, you know 10.2. I'm never scared off of that price tag. Um, the one thing I do worry worries me is the Dejounte Murray defense. With that being said, we, he carved him up, and I think he only I don't even think he played 30 minutes in that game, if I'm not mistaken, uh, from almost 60 DK points. So that's that's good value. And uh, we haven't really talked about anyone crazy expensive up until this point that we're really going to spend on. And there's only one more game left after this one. So if you're not spending it on Trey, you're spending it in the next game. It's that simple. Yeah, I would think so. I hope and so. And I'm I'm not spending it in the next game, so I got to <laughs> spend it here. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, you know, you you already know they they say uh you finish your drink before you leave. So All right. Get get it out of the way. So the yeah. uh, San Antonio side, any interest in Aldridge? I know I know you touched on DeRozan, but that that price tag, 7100 for Aldridge uh in this matchup, it's 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 popping off the page a little bit for me. Is it? Um, Interesting. And I look at the box scores, and that's kind of like, uh, you know, maybe that might scare a few people off. I'm not really too, too scared. I don't like those back-to-back dud games. I am a little scared. Those were tough um, matchups, though. Toronto and Miami back-to-back. Those, are, um, those aren't easy ones. And then you look at the two easy ones before being Memphis and Boston. He held his own in those ones. So I'm thinking a nice, easy get-right get game for Aldridge after those two down performances. So I don't mind paying that 7100 If you don't want to, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to knock you. I don't even want to try to talk you onto it. But it's a good matchup, and it's a good price. So if he's going to have a bounce-back game, I would assume it's in this type of matchup. All right, well, I'm not going to talk you out of it. Um, and, yeah, we'll leave it at that. I think I'll probably go down to, to Valanciunas at 6.9 mm-hmm. in that price range. But – he, I mean, certainly he could go off here, and that that's a good price tag for Aldridge. Yeah, and you and you said it before. I'm always interested in these bench guards um, for the Spurs between Patty Mills and Derek White. I think both these guys are just always just primo value that you could turn to no matter what the matchup is, no matter what the slate is, because they're they pretty much both five x almost every night, and they still have that upside to do a little bit more. And if they don't five x, they're they're just missing it by a couple points. Not enough to sink you, and the price tags aren't enough to sink you. It's a positive matchup. Something that ever goes on with Murray, we could expect both these guys to get run into the high twenties. Um, so I definitely have some interest. If I need to make it work, I'm not going to go out of my way to play them. Uh, but if it means I'm getting everybody else in my lineup that I do like and they're the last guy I'm putting in there, I have no problem or no issues with that. Right on. 
All right, man. We have one last game. Uh, before we break down the final, the late game hammer, I guess you could call it. It's only 9.30, so I'll actually be able to stay up and watch my Mavericks for a, for a chance. This is going to be fun. Uh, just another quick spot, uh, shout out to our sponsors, mybookie.ag. Uh, they're absolutely phenomenal over there. Take care of all of our sports betting needs. Uh, use promo code DFS today to get up to a 50% match on up to $2,000 of a deposit. So you deposit two grand, they give you $1,000 of free money to play with. So go check them out. Use promo code DFS today. Enjoy it and set your uh, you know set your betting wages in the morning while you're drinking a nice cup of wine. I was going to coffee. Um, absolutely phenomenal stuff. It, multiple different blends. You can just go to HawaiianIsles.com, check them out on Twitter, or go on Amazon. Very easy to find. Multiple flavors you're going to want. Once you try it, you're going to want to try all of them because they all have their own little distinct uh, taste, scent, everything. And you get that nice, fancy gold clip. And while I got your ear, guys, please give us a follow on Twitter. Um, all of our hosts, we have four wonderful hosts over here. You can find me at Mike Apatria. M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Andrew Hansen at Language Olympic, L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. You can find Coach at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And you can find Miles at Miles6565. That's M-Y-L-E-S-6565. All right, man. Um, That's it. That's, that's it. We're ready to break down this juicy last game. We have the Portland Trailblazers traveling to Dallas, take on the Mavericks. Um, definitely some news that we have to keep an eye on in this one just because Chris Tapp's Porzingis was a late scratch last game. Uh, pretty much was ruled in about twice during the middle of the day. So um, I'm leaning more towards him probably being available to play. They're, they said that it's not anything new that popped up. It was just being them being cautious and better be safe than sorry kind of thing. So... Uh, what's your approach on this game? I know you said you're spending most of your money in the last one. Yeah, so here's what I think is going to happen in this game. I know Luka was very strong when these two teams played earlier in the season, but I think Portland is going to use the same defensive scheme that they used against Houston their last time out. They really they double-teamed Harden. They kept his, sh- his shot attempts r- extremely low, and I-, I think they're going to use the same scheme against Luka, so I'm not going to pay... 12.4 for him. I'm going to focus more of my investing over on the Portland side. And the best price per point that I'm projecting here is is CJ McCollum. I think this is one of those nights. He's at 6.8. He torched these guys for 52 fantasy points at the beginning of the season. Now, that was before Carmelo came into the picture. So he may not get quite as many shots, but... I'll have some some a column for sure. I also like the price tags for Lillard and Hassan Whiteside in that mid 8K range. So I think those are fine plays. And I may go back to your boy Baysmore. He's 4.6. And last game he attempted 13 shots and 10 threes. Well, no one so, play him too. First time all that? year. First time all year. I was like, no, one, right. just give up on him, guys. Right. It's never right. gonna happen. So yeah, he'll be in my he'll be in my player pool for the under 5K rotation so uh yeah more interest in in portland for me um i have interest in both these guys i don't mind luca um i i think you're absolutely right but i'm not really worried about the defensive scheme because if you look at what he did in the first time that he played him he didn't shoot well shot eight at 22 so 36 percent from the floor and still managed to get 64 dk points <clears throat> mostly because he played 37 minutes so if this game is as competitive and close as it was last time and as we think it could be He's going to have to play big minutes again. And Luca on the floor for big minutes, um, I'm good with that. You could sign me up. 
So I'm okay with going to Luka. Um, only option I'm probably really going to have any interest in on the Mavs. Um, if Porzingis, especially if Porzingis returns. If Porzingis doesn't play, I think you could take a shot on a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr. or Maxi Kleber as well. Um, and then on the Portland side of the ball, um, I like Whiteside, 8,400. He's probably my favorite option on this side of the ball. He's played 37 minutes against Houston. I didn't see that coming um, out of nowhere. Wasn't expecting big minutes from him, even if he was fully healthy. But it looks like he's over the upper respiratory infection. That's all I need to see. So I'm good with loading up on him. Dallas has been pretty bad against opposing front courts. One of the worst rebounding teams in the league. Um, and then I'm with you. I think McCollum over Lillard, just because I know if I'm paying up for Luka and a couple of these other guys we talked about, I'm going to need to save. So it looks like the way my lineup's shaping up, I'll probably end up with a little bit more CJ McCollum. Uh, 6,800, I, I, I think at the end of the day, I'm probably going to still side with Whiteside if I have the money, if I'm taking all three of those guys into account. Uh, but the savings with, with McCollum is, is definitely worthwhile. I probably won't go to Baysmore. Um, after especially what I just did, if I hop back on him, then I'll slap myself if he has a bad game. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm with you with um, those those other guys on on Dallas that you described. I, I do think it's a major factor here if Porzingis plays. I I probably get a couple shares of him, and I would have less less interest in Hardaway. But if Porzingis sits again, then I, I'll play a little bit of Hardaway at five point one. Yeah, he's just been a little bit more consistent as of late. Uh, pretty decent game against the Kings, 32 DK points. Surprise, surprise, Andrew. Shooting guards do well against the Kings. Yeah, what do you know? You never would have guessed. Uh, did they have a bench shooting guard that did well against them that game too? Perhaps maybe a Seth Curry went out there and put up a decent. <laughs> it's crazy how that works. Uh, they're bad against shooting guards. Please, guys, keep right. There's notes you need to have written down. It's shooting guards against the Kings, centers against the Nets, everybody against the Hawks and Wizards. <laughs> there you go. That's basically the the instant chalk rule of thumb. Uh, that's it, man. That's the whole slate. That's seven games. We did it. We broke it down for you guys. Um, if you have a chance, now that you're at the end of this podcast, it's about to run out and you're going to close it before you do. If you can give us a quick rate and review, five stars, thumbs up, well, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, it means the world to us. I, I say it all the time, and I don't just say it. it's not scripted. I say it because... You know, like it sounds robotic because I mean it. I, I I think about this every day. I really do check it every day. I know everybody else over here checks it. Um, and we just like to see what you guys have to say. If there's any way we can get better, uh, what you guys enjoy so we can continue doing it. Um, and just we like to know people are listening. So please uh, give that rate and review. It keeps this content free. And we want it to keep, keep it free seven days a week. Um, no one else out there is doing that, Andrew. It's just us. And we're proud of it, man. Um, good thing we got going. Absolutely. And let us know if you like these 2v2 challenges that we've got going on here as much as Mike and I do, because I'm excited. Jokic is scoreless right now through, oh. through eight minutes. All right? <laughs> I knew you were, get, you were saying that way too excited for, for Jokic to be having a good game. You would have closed and this podcast and I even mentioned it. Vucevic has eight points and one rebound in nine minutes of action in the first quarter. So Vucevic, I'm still alive. So I still have a chance. You're, you're still ahead. There's a good chance you're going to finish this one off, but hey, at least we should have some drama here late night. I want that coffee, man. If if, if Jokic <laughs> messes this up for me, I'm going to be very upset. Denver only has 12 points in the first quarter. Wow. Uh, going to have to check that one out. That's crazy. Against Golden State. When they want to play, man, I guess they could. They yeah, back-to-back back for Denver, going from home, going west to California. So we'll see. We'll see if they can come back. All right. You, you might be right on a few. You got a few good calls going from that last slate, man. Good, 
All right, that's all we got for you guys, though. So we do appreciate you listening. Uh, tomorrow I'll be back on, or actually, yeah, I'll be back on with Coach. So we record that one Saturday morning. So if you're looking for it, it's, it comes out usually a little bit in the afternoon. Uh, we just like to do that a little bit better because I don't have work. The reason why we usually record these at night, most of us work Monday through Friday the next day. Uh, so it allows us to give us a couple more minutes to break down the you know the slate and get a little bit more notes, injury news, everything else. So we can provide a little bit better content as well. So we will catch you. Any final thoughts? Thanks for listening, everybody. Awesome. Take care, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.